Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This podcast contains graphic content and may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. True North True Crime is produced on the territories of the Coast Salish people. Late this evening, 32-year-old Jasmine Harton was arraigned in the San Pedro Magistrate's Court for the charge of manslaughter by negligence for the shooting death of Superintendent Henry Jamat. The charge was levied following a directive given by the Director of Public Prosecutions this afternoon. Our investigation team have completed the investigation and uh, the file is now with the Director of Public Prosecution while we await her instructions as to what charge or charges will be preferred against the accused person. May I say that contrary to what the social media experts and trial attorneys and prosecutors have been saying, that the accused woman remains in police custody until after we have gotten the directive she will remain in custody until then. The island of Ambergris Key sits off the coast of Belize. This beautiful piece of paradise is a popular getaway for the rich and famous. One starry night in May of 2021, the peaceful quiet of the air was pierced with the sound of a single gunshot. As authorities approached the scene, they found a wealthy Canadian woman standing on a pier, and she was covered in blood. In the water was the body of a beloved police officer. Tonight, we present the suspicious death of Henry Jamat. And this is True North True Crime. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to True North True Crime. Thanks for joining us. We're going to start off tonight's episode by thanking some folks for buying us a coffee or two. So a huge thank you to Jennifer, Jacqueline, and Jesse. Buying a coffee for the podcast is always appreciated, but never expected. We do thank everyone for listening to the podcast, and we're glad you're all here. 
If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash TNTCpod. The best and simplest way to support our podcast is to simply hit subscribe or follow on whichever podcast platform you are listening to this episode on. If you're new to the show, True North True Crime is an independent Canadian podcast that focuses on missing people and victims of violent crime. We are a two-person team creating these episodes from start to finish, and we seek to bring attention to these cases. If you follow us on social media, you'll know that there was a huge update from our last episode, which covered the murder of Craig McDonald. We are going to release a bonus episode with more details about that update, but for those who want the short version, Abil Aziz Mohammed has been arrested. Our thoughts are with Craig's family at this time, as this brings them a little bit closer to some justice. Look out for the bonus update episode in your feed this week. One last quick announcement. We are going to start releasing our episodes on Thursday instead of Monday. We will still keep releasing every other week. The only thing that is changing is the day the episode will release. Okay, let's get into tonight's episode. Tonight we are talking about the suspicious death of a 42-year-old Belizean man named Henry Jamot. Henry was not just a regular person. He was a superintendent and senior police officer with the Belize Police Department, which is the federal police force of the Central American country of Belize. In the early morning hours of May 28, 2021, Henry Jamot was shot in the back of the head by a 32-year-old Canadian woman, Jasmine Harton. This case has been covered widely in international news cycles and was featured on the American crime journalism show, 48 Hours. We put this episode together using publicly available news articles from the US, the UK, Canada, and Belize. There is a lot being reported on this case, and some of it is being turned into a bit of a media circus, so it's challenging to separate the gossip from the truth. In this episode, we want to do our best to present the facts of the case and let you draw your own conclusions. As an additional content warning, this episode contains descriptions of gun violence, as well as sexual assault. So as we mentioned, this case takes place in Belize. For those who are unaware, Belize is a Caribbean country on the northeastern coast of Central America. It is geographically situated south of Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. It shares its western border with Guatemala. To the east, Belize boasts a stunning 280-kilometer-long coastline along the Caribbean Sea. The history of Belize goes back thousands of years to early Maya civilization. In the modern day, Belize has a population of about 400,000 people. English is the official language of Belize, but many people speak Spanish and Belizean Creole. In some areas, Mayan languages are also spoken. As many people know, Belize is a tourist hotspot with about half a million tourists visiting in 2020. In fact, tourism in Belize generates about half a billion dollars a year, making it a full third of the country's GDP. Belize is considered mostly safe for tourists. However, the country's former capital, Belize City, has one of the highest murder rates in the world. This case does not take place on the mainland of Belize, however. It takes place on the island of Ambergris Key, which is a 25-mile-long island off the coast of Belize, the main area of which is known as San Pedro Town. This island is often used as a playground for wealthy elites. 
With its proximity to Belize Barrier Reef, the island is a hotspot for snorkeling, fishing, diving, and sailing. Hotel rooms on the island can go for as much as $1,000 a night, while the average monthly salary in Belize is just $800 a month. There are quite a few high-end resorts on the island, including the Alea Resort, as well as the Grand Colony Villas, where this case takes place. Henry Levi Jamat Jr. was born February 6, 1979, and is the youngest of his family. He was the 23rd child in a family filled with sisters. Being the only boy in the family, his mother gave him the nickname, The King. This nickname would follow him into adulthood. When Henry speaks of his mother, he calls her a great woman who gave him life and guided him to success. Henry was born and raised in Dangriga, a town in southern Belize. His family still lives there to this day. He attended Sacred Heart Primary School. Henry graduated from the Stan Creek Ecumenical High School in 1997 and eventually joined the police force, where he served the people of Belize for 23 years. It was actually one of his sisters who inspired him to join law enforcement. His sister Cherry is an assistant police superintendent with the Belize Police Department. Henry was known as a dedicated family man, not only with his own kids, but also with his sisters and extended family of cousins. In 2021, Henry Jamat was a 42-year-old man living and working in Belize. Henry was engaged to his fiancée and had five children, four daughters, and a son. Henry was loved by the community that he policed. He was a big man with a large stature and a larger-than-life persona. He was a good, upstanding cop who was always known to be strict and stern when needed. He worked his way up the police department and was eventually promoted to the rank of superintendent. Many people believe that one day Henry would be promoted to lead the Belize Police Department. Henry was eventually transferred to the police station at San Pedro Town on the island of Ambergris Key. It was here that Henry would work closely with the poor, the working class, the tourists, and the elites that worked, lived, and played on the island. This is where he would meet Jasmine Harton. Jasmine Harton has quite an interesting story. In 2021, Jasmine Harton was a 32-year-old Canadian woman living in Belize. Her life started out in the rural small-town area known as Sydenham, Ontario. This is located outside of the Kingston area. She grew up in a large family with eight siblings. Her family has been reported to be working class, but Jasmine's mother has recounted times where she said she was not able to put food on the table for her children. In fact, according to her mother, they were quite poor. Like many kids who grew up in small towns, Jasmine wanted to explore the world and dreamt of one day leaving. Jasmine graduated high school and went on to pursue a career in dentistry. According to a 2014 document, Jasmine is registered with the Calgary Dental Assistance Association. It appears that after her schooling finished, she took some time to travel and see the world. There have been reports that Jasmine was married at some point, but by 2014, she was clearly no longer in that relationship. Jasmine's travels continued as she began doing what she referred to as dental missions. She traveled to different parts of the world to offer dental services for folks with limited access to dental care. In 2014, she arrived in Belize with the goal of working with another dental mission, but by 2015, it appears as though her goals had changed. Jasmine had established herself as a realtor on the island with both Remax and also the high-end seller, Christie's. 
She quickly began rubbing elbows with the elites of Belize and had a reputation as a socialite. In 2015, she met a person who would sweep her off her feet and change her life trajectory forever. This man was Andrew Ashcroft. Andrew, a UK man, had been living in Belize for about 20 years. Andrew Ashcroft is the son of UK billionaire Lord Michael Ashcroft. Lord Ashcroft was a UK Conservative Party member and a member of the House of Lords. He is a major player in Belize. His holdings include two banks, shipping, the main port, property, tourism resorts, and telecommunications. He was once the Belizean ambassador to the United Nations, and his worth is estimated to be about 1.3 billion pounds. Andrew, Lord Ashcroft's son, took on some of the family business. Andrew has worked closely with Marriott hotels and resorts to build a portfolio in Belize. In 2015, Jasmine and Andrew met at a social event. According to Jasmine, she saw the potential in a relationship with Andrew to not just be a couple, but to be partners and build something together. In 2016, they were engaged, and a year later, the couple gave birth to twins. Together, they created the Alea Belize Hotel Group. Henry Jamat was no stranger to the elites of the island, and in 2017, at a brunch event, Henry and Jasmine met for the first time, and the two became fast friends. They enjoyed each other's sense of humor, and they got along really well. In early May of 2021, Jasmine Harton and Andrew Ashcroft cut the ribbon on their dream project, a Marriott-branded resort hotel named the Alea Belize. Henry was one of the guests that day, along with many other high-ranking officials and socialites. As Henry and Jasmine's friendship grew, it appeared that there were some challenges going on for both of them in their personal lives. Jasmine has conceded that in 2021, things were not going well with her husband, Andrew. They had begun sleeping in different rooms and sometimes different homes. In her own words, she states that they were living their lives separately from one another. There were also rumors that Henry was having issues in his own relationship. Much gossip has centered around the nature of Henry and Jasmine's friendship. Many have asked if there was a romantic element to it. Jasmine states there was no romantic or sexual element to their friendship. They were just friends. On May 22, 2021, Henry would go from the role of friend to that of protector. Jasmine claims to have gone out that evening to a social event. While at the social event, which was in the Belizean capital of Belmapan, Jasmine states that she was attacked. She states that she was staying overnight at the party, and that when she was about to go to bed, a man who was not named became very aggressive with her. The man threw her onto the bed, and that she hit her head on the concrete wall. The man was trying to kiss her and pull her pants off. Jasmine was scared she was going to be raped, but she was able to fight the man off. At this point, Jasmine called Henry Jamat because he was a personal friend and she knew that he didn't live far from where the attack happened. Jasmine would tell media, I grabbed my bag and I ran out into the road and that's where I rang Henry. I waited for an hour before he could have dispatch come and pick me up. About an hour later, he came to collect me. Henry told me, take my firearm. I want you to get comfortable with it. That whole night, he said, you need to learn to protect yourself. We need to get you a gun license. 
He thought I was in danger, and he made me promise I wouldn't go to any parties without protection. Less than a week after this incident, Henry asked Jasmine to book him a room at the Grand Colony Villas. Jasmine arranged for him to stay free of charge at the high-end resort in the same building where she lives with her husband Andrew and their two kids. The Grand Colony residence is sandwiched between the Mata Rocks Hotel and the luxurious Alea Belize Resort, where Jasmine was the director of lifestyle and experience. Henry checked into the resort on May 26th and set about enjoying his time. During the daytime on May 27th, his best friend Francisco showed up with his boat. He and Henry went fishing for the day. Photos from the day show Francisco and Henry holding up a bounty of Caribbean spiny lobsters. Francisco says that Henry was in a great mood that day. When Francisco asked Henry what he was doing that evening, Henry apparently said to him, I've got a date tonight. Francisco, of course, asked who the date was, to which Henry responded, that one I'm taking to my grave. Apparently, Henry said that while smiling and laughing. Getting details about the evening of May 27th into the early hours of May 28th are challenging. There is only one side of this story that has come out in the media. There is no way to independently corroborate the details that Jasmine has provided. In May of 2021, Belize was still under some protections due to the pandemic, which included a curfew from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. It is unclear how well this was adhered to. On the evening of May 27, 2021, at around 10.30 p.m., Henry called Jasmine. He was concerned that he had been at the Grand Colony for two days and hadn't seen her yet. He was hoping that they could meet up for a late-night drink. Jasmine agreed. She had just returned from a rooftop party that she attended with her husband. Henry was in Unit 1, the Oceanside Suite below Jasmine's home. So Jasmine joined Henry on his balcony, looking out at the moonlit Caribbean Sea. The stars were out that night, and the sky was clear. Henry and Jasmine drank cinnamon whiskey. According to Jasmine, Henry was taking shots while she was sipping. Henry and Jasmine decided to go to the nearby Mata Rocks Pier. They arrived at the pier and sat with their feet dangling over the edge. Jasmine states that they talked, laughed, and just hung out. At around 12.45 on the morning of May 28th, a nearby security guard heard a single gunshot come from the direction of the pier. Shortly after that, Jasmine made a call to a local police officer that she knew, but he did not answer. So she then called the police. The security guard, as well as Jasmine's husband Andrew, and local police arrived at the pier to find Jasmine covered in blood. She had blood down the front of her body and on her forearms. There was a pool of blood on the pier, and a Glock 17 pistol was present at the scene. In the water, floating 30 feet from the shore, was police superintendent Henry Jamat. He was floating on his back with a gunshot wound behind his right ear. Henry Jamat, the king, a father of five, and the person most people believed would be the future head of the Belize Police Department, was dead at the age of 43. We are now going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. When we return, we will hear Jasmine's explanation of what happened that night and the reaction from Henry's family. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. All right, we are back. So before the break, we outlined the events leading up to the shooting death of Belizean Police Superintendent Henry Jamot. Henry was from a working-class background in the Central American nation of Belize. He had made friends with wealthy Canadian socialite and business investor Jasmine Harton. In the early morning hours of May 28, 2021, while hanging out with Jasmine, Henry was shot in the back of the head. The next day, Henry's best friend Francisco transported Henry's body back to the mainland in the same boat that the two men went fishing in the day before. When authorities arrived at the scene, they found Jasmine Harton standing on the pier, covered in blood, and Henry floating face up in the water. Henry had a bullet wound behind his right ear. A disorientated Jasmine stated to the police that she believed that Henry was shot by someone on a passing boat. But the evidence at the scene did not match that story. On the pier was a Glock 17 handgun. This was Henry's police-issue Glock 17, There was an empty magazine in the Glock. On the pier was a small pile of bullets. An expended shell casing was found still lodged in the gun. It had failed to eject from the pistol. The scene was quite chaotic, and Jasmine was brought into the police station for questioning. While at the police station, she was not tested for gunshot residue on her hands. In fact, in keeping with COVID protocols, the police made her sanitize her hands. She was then sent to take a shower to clean off the blood. As this incident occurred in the early morning hours of a Saturday, Jasmine was kept in the jail cell over the weekend. She claims to have been kept in a cement cell without a pillow, blanket, or washroom. Three days later, Jasmine was charged with manslaughter by negligence after prosecutors opted against a murder or intentional homicide charge. The offense carries a maximum prison sentence of nine months or a fine of around 10,000 Belizean dollars, which would be five grand in U.S. dollars. Jasmine was taken on a boat to the mainland of Belize and spent eight days at the notorious Hattiefield Prison, which was once featured on the Netflix documentary Inside the World's Toughest Prisons. She was eventually released. However, she was arrested and charged again for a different crime. Upon searching her clothing that night, the police found a small quantity of cocaine in her possession. Jasmine states that the cocaine was not hers, but she cannot state whose cocaine it was. Due to the high-profile nature of this case and Jasmine's status as being part of the 1%, the international media has covered this case quite a bit. 
and Jasmine has been successful in getting her version of events out into the public. While in custody and after a visit from her lawyer, Jasmine changed her story. She had originally stated that Henry was shot by a passing boat. She now concedes that she, in fact, shot Henry. In fact, she states that she does not remember saying that Henry was shot by a passing boat. Jasmine states that she went with Henry to the pier at Mata Rocks to watch the stars and talk. While there, she says that Henry asked her for a shoulder massage. So he sat with his feet dangling over the side of the pier, and she sat behind him, rubbing his shoulders. The topic of Jasmine's safety concerns came up. Henry reiterated his point that he wanted Jasmine to get a gun license and purchase a weapon. According to Jasmine, Henry then pulled out his Glock 17 service pistol. He wanted to teach Jasmine how to use it. He began showing Jasmine how to put the clip in and out of the Glock. He then started to show her how to load and unload the bullets from the clip or magazine. Jasmine states that Henry took all of the bullets out of the clip and placed them on the pier beside him. She was under the impression that the gun was now empty. Henry then said he would like to go back inside. He's sitting with the loose bullets to his left side. Jasmine is still sitting behind Henry at this point. Henry asked Jasmine to eject the empty magazine from the gun and pass him the empty clip. He wanted to take his loose bullets and put them back inside the magazine. So Jasmine leans over to pick up the gun that was resting on the pier. As Jasmine is holding the gun, she tries to click out the magazine, but it's not working. So she holds up the gun and tries to use the moonlight to see if she was clicking the magazine release button. Jasmine says the barrel of the gun was pointed to the left, where Henry was sitting. Jasmine says that the next thing she knows, the gun went off. To this day, she says she's unsure if her finger was on the trigger or not. In an interview, Jasmine said, I, I don't know, I, I, I mean, it was an accident, or the gun misfired, but consciously, did I pull the trigger? No. She says Henry Jamat never made a sound. After the gun fired the shot, Henry fell backwards on top of Jasmine. She felt warmth and then realized Henry was bleeding. Jasmine says after the shot, she struggled to get out from under Henry. As she was trying to wiggle her way free, his body slipped into the water from the dock. Jasmine said she didn't know what to do. She didn't know if he was dead. It was a horrible accident. We need to talk about the idea of the Glock misfiring. The evidence at the scene showed that the Glock was indeed fired. The magazine was empty. However, there was a spent bullet casing lodged in the gun. The Glock 17 and all Glocks, for that matter, do not have a traditional safety A safety on most guns is a small lever or button near the handle where you can click it on or off. When the safety is engaged, the gun cannot fire by using the trigger. However, guns can misfire if they are dropped. Glocks, which are the firearm primarily used by law enforcement, do not have a safety button. Instead, the safety is built into the trigger. It is the Glock signature safe action trigger. This prevents the gun from being misfired due to a drop or a bump. However, if someone is holding a Glock and has their finger wrapped around the trigger, there is potential for the gun to fire. This is why people practice what is known as trigger discipline, 
they hold their finger to the side of the trigger and never on the trigger unless they're about to use the gun. Glocks are actually designed to need less pressure to pull the trigger. That way they have a faster action to them. So while handling a firearm, you should absolutely never have your finger on the trigger, even if you know or believe that the gun is not loaded. So it is possible that they removed the clip from the Glock, but that there was still a bullet in the chamber. When holding a Glock 17 with your right hand, the magazine release button will be where your thumb is. So the way your thumb wraps around the handle, that's where the magazine release button would be. So the button that Jasmine was looking for would have been where her thumb was. And while jostling with the weapon in the moonlight, trying to figure out how to get the clip out, she may have accidentally shot Henry. But this theory and explanation does not sit right with Henry's family and friends. Henry's family members, friends, and colleagues state that he was never reckless when handling firearms. Henry's sister, Cherry Jamat, says that her brother was always safe and knew the dangers of firearms. She said that when it came to guns, he was skillful and careful. She does not believe that he would have been handling his weapon in such a way under those circumstances. She feels that the manslaughter charge should be upgraded to murder and that this was no accident. Another friend and colleague of Henry's named Daryl Usher made similar statements. He said that safety was Henry's number one priority and that Henry was one of the most trained officers there was. Henry had been a part of many elite units in drug enforcement and was always safe. Daryl went on to say that on the gun range, Henry was an instructor, and even on the range with trained colleagues, Henry used the same protocols every time when passing a weapon. He would eject the magazine and clear the chamber before passing a gun. This is what was taught to Henry. This is what he taught others and what he practiced. On Easter of 2021, Daryl attended a barbecue at Henry's home. Henry was eager to show him a new rifle that he had purchased. Before Henry handed Daryl the weapon, he ejected the magazine and cleared the chamber, ensuring the weapon was empty. He did this automatically, even in a casual environment. On Saturday, June 12th, two weeks after Henry's death, a funeral was held in his hometown of Dangriga. Hundreds of people attended a funeral procession that made its way through town. Many people spoke to Henry's good name and accomplishments in the church that day. And in the evening, a wake was held with music, singing, and dancing. During the church service, there was standing room only. The official eulogy came from Sean Kylan, Henry's childhood friend of over 35 years. Sean, a world-renowned chef, spoke of Henry's life and accomplishments. Today we say goodbye to the 23rd child and the youngest son of Maria Concepcion Arana Jemot and Henry Levi Leon Alexander Jemot Sr. The world heard his name, his weighty legacy, the superintendent of police, the protector, the gentle giant of a man. But to those of us who loved him and ached with his passing, we know Henry Jemot as a father, a brother, a friend, and the king. Henry the police, I can't tell you, you heard it already, disciplined, dedicated, de determined young man. His per persona in the department with these attributes propelled him through many ranks of the police department. He worked tirelessly, passion, integrity, giving all he does. 
His aim was to bridge the gap between the police and the civilians, making Belize safe for all. Henry the friend, Henry the protector. Henry attended Sacred Heart Roman Catholic School, right here to my left. This is where I met him at age seven. Our friendship lasted about 35 years, give or take. And I don't know if you can understand when you say you got a friendship, but give or take. The reason for give or take is because don't you ever make the mistake of not talking on his birthday, February 6th, because he will cut you off for the rest of the year. King the Protector loved his family, loved his sisters, and later you'll see, he named all of his children after them. He protected his, his loved ones and his friends to a fault. King the classmate, he was naturally very intelligent. King was the life of any room. Always happy, always dancing. If you look to the back of you, you know Ali Fence when Family members of Henry Jamat have raised questions about whether a fair trial can be had in this case. They are wary of the amount of wealth, privilege, and sway that the Ashcroft name carries in Belize, and they fear that this could lead to a more lenient sentence and an unfair advantage at trial. But the police and prosecution have stated publicly that they have received no pressure to attain a particular outcome at trial. They state that Jasmine's trial for the death of Henry Jamat will be treated the exact same as any other trial. Evidence will be presented and ultimately a verdict and sentencing will be achieved. And speaking of the trial, there have been multiple delays in this case coming to court. Like many court systems across the globe, the pandemic has created an unprecedented backlog. Recently, however, the trial process has reached its discovery phase, and the prosecution has handed over all of their evidence to the defense for review. Since early March, Jasmine and her attorney, who is not being paid by the Ashcroft family, have been reviewing over 160 articles of evidence submitted by the prosecution. Based on those articles of evidence, San Pedro Magistrate Christina Pereira determined that the case was fit to be tried in the Supreme Court. Jasmine's attorney, Richard Dickey Bradley, shared with local media that the prosecutor presented 26 statements and 25 exhibits to the court, which encompassed all available evidence that can be used to build a case against Harton. On Thursday, March 31, 2022, Jasmine and her attorney made another scheduled return to the courthouse. At the end of that inquiry, Jasmine was informed that she must now present herself to the Belize City Supreme Court at the opening of the next court session on June 13, 2022. Jasmine's attorney clarified that the fact that she now reports to the Supreme Court for her hearings does not necessarily indicate that her trial will begin in June. He instead stated that her case will be placed in a queue and that given the current state of affairs in Belize's judicial system, it may take some time for the trial to proceed. Sources in Belize described Jasmine's lawyer, Dickie Bradley, as a genius of Belizean law and that if anyone could find a way to keep Jasmine out of prison, it would be him. There's a running joke locally that if you want to get off on any crime or charge, hire Dickie. As stated, Dickie Bradley is not being paid by the Ashcroft family as her previous lawyers were. Jasmine felt that her previous lawyers did not have her best interest in mind and that they were actually working against her. This criminal case is not the only challenge that Jasmine is facing. 
In the aftermath of Henry's death, Jasmine and Andrew Ashcroft have become estranged with Ashcroft taking custody of the children while Jasmine has been in and out of incarceration. In June of 2021, Jasmine attempted to return to their home at the Grand Colony to see her children and collect some personal items. She alleges that she asked for a police escort, but that was refused. She entered the Grand Colony on June 25, 2021 and filmed on her phone as she chased down Andrew and pleaded with him to see their two twins. Confronting him, she says in the video, Why won't you let me see the kids, Andrew? Why won't you let me see the children? Why are you stopping me from being at my house and seeing my kids, Andrew? You don't want to be on camera? Why are you keeping my children from me, Andrew? You lied to my whole family. Let me see my children. In a second video, also published online, she is confronted by security guards as she walks with a friend towards Andrew in the distance at the hotel. She says, I'm walking up right now to try to see my kids, and there's Andrew running so I can't see my children. She added, Security is literally stopping me from seeing my children right now. Wow, so you've been instructed by Andrew to stop me from seeing my kids? That's correct? Referring to Andrew, she adds, He's going to rot in hell for this. Like, I'm not going through enough. Jasmine went on to warn Andrew that she was preparing to air embarrassing secrets about his past, including his alleged arrests in Dallas and in Florida. A witness stated that Miss Harton appeared at Grand Colony Resort behaving in a disorderly and abusive manner and creating a great disturbance at the hotel in the presence of guests. Belizean authorities have accused her of common assault upon the resort manager and also breaching her bail conditions. Jasmine is also facing charges related to cocaine possession for the night that Henry died. Her mother believes that the cocaine charge and the assault charges are manufactured to make Jasmine look bad. Her mom stated, There are people doing their very best to help Jasmine, but this is persecution, and it's totally unjustified. There was no cocaine. That is a trumped-up charge and a complete lie. My daughter is nothing like that. She went on to say, There's so many people rooting for Jasmine right now who understand the corruption involved in what's happening. It's absurd. Nothing has been done right here. The police are under Ashcroft's orders. It's kind of obvious. I said to the officers that day when we were there at the Grand Colony to please escort my daughter to her apartment and help her to retrieve her personal items. But they refused, and that's not right. Andrew is grasping to try to annihilate Jasmine. This is the mother of his children. You would think that he would show some compassion towards her. All of this is horseshit. We don't know what Andrew's motives are. It's bizarre. This is a setup. Eventually, this is all going to go in a documentary. All of it. It is widely believed that the common assault charge and cocaine possession will result in a plea deal of some sort. And lost in all of the extra drama and tabloid journalism is Henry Jamat, a 23-year veteran of the police force who was shot one evening on a pier in Paradise. Jasmine has said in many public interviews that Henry was her friend and that this was a tragic accident. Quote, There's literally not a day that goes by when I don't cry and my friggin' chest doesn't hurt and ache for his kids, for his family, for him. There's not a day that goes by that I don't cry for the loss of a friend and the pain the family are going through. It's something that will never leave me. Henry was a great man. He was protecting me. 
As the world awaits the upcoming trial of Jasmine Harton, Henry Jamat's family are left to wait and wonder what justice will look like in this case. Ultimately, only two people know what happened on the pier that night, and one of them is no longer alive. Was this just an accident? Or was she criminally negligent? No motive has been presented for any other explanation. By all accounts, Henry and Jasmine were fond of one another. Now it's up to lawyers to explain what happened and who, if anyone, is responsible for Henry Jamat, the king's death. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of True North True Crime. Our producers on the podcast are Donna, Dennis, Cheryl, Shelley, Kathleen, Mandy, Alicia, L.A., Vicky, Barbara, Colleen, Blair, Melanie, Alberta, Carolyn, Barbara, Shandy, Kelly, Jimmy, Jessa, Lisa Marie, Thomas, Maureen, Lorena, Colleen B., Susan, Kennedy, and Alex and Andrea. We will be back soon with a new episode, so until then, stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.